Hello friends, I am Juwon Odutayo. Welcome to our Love Letters series. Today's topic is, are you bored in your marriage? I'm going to attempt to answer the question of boredom in marriage. One, explain why we are bored. Two, and three, I'll suggest what to do when we get bored in our marriage. So, let's um, take the first installment. Let's explore the subject of boredom. This week, I've had to engage about um, three couples on this subject. And they are tired and fed up with monotony. They did not seem to be angry with their spouse. They were just fed up with same old, same old. And I could actually feel their pain. I could see they were frantically looking for answers. Because if you say this marriage is forever, as in forever, and we are just four, five years gone, and we are this bored, then how do we cope or handle this for the rest of our lives? Those were the questions on their minds. And it's a, it's a tough one, really. It's a serious issue. It's, that's why I think it's uh, pertinent we find answers to this monster called boredom. Let me say up front that boredom happens to the best of us. We all get bored sometimes about things, people, activities, or even life itself. We get bored. We get tired. We become uninterested. We are tired of same old, same old, the mundane and the very ordinary state of our lives. So boredom happens to the best of us. I like to define it as boredom being repetitive without being creative. It is being predictable without being exceptional. Let me paint a few scenarios. And the first one I will paint is your first week at your job, for example. Your first week at your job. It proves tough and exciting, challenging and interesting, sometimes tasking and fun at the same time. But after a while, you master the processes. You become skilled in the modes of operation that's running your daily beat is no longer strewn with difficulties, but rather you breeze through your daily schedules with clockwork precision. What happened? You've grown familiar. You've become accustomed. You've become conversant. And it's a good thing, because if you are not, your boss will throw you out. Isn't that why they put you on probation for six months? But after a number of years on the same job, emphasis on same job, Regardless of the few promotions that come along your way, you begin to desire new horizons. After a while, you want another job. Second scenario, your new powerful car. A new powerful car comes with all the stimulating, electrifying functions and gadgets. You test drive and enjoy the full power. Your passengers or your friends, they giggle uncontrollably when you are doing taking a cruise with them. You are basically awed at the ingenuity of technology and the creativity of the human resource. You clean and wash it per second per second. Any scratch on it from anyone receives your wrath and indignation. But after a while, your car gets old. After a while, I doubt if you can count the number of scratches on the car if it has gone for six or eight months. 
So a year or two, you see a new model of the same car. And then you begin to desire another car. You want something new and faster. The one-time powerful car you had becomes just like any other car. You've gotten past the initial excitement. You've run out of adventurous things to explore. You need a new car. After a while, you want another car. The third scenario. The excitement of a brand new dress or a brand new shirt. When you buy a brand new shirt, your wedding day shirt, for example, you probably get compliments on the first time you're wearing it. Maybe second time to you get a few compliments. I doubt a third time compliment though. So after the first wear, the elements of nature begin to act on it. The chemicals from the soap or detergent, the effect of sun or rain, they will begin to perform their natural functions on the shirt or on the dress. So after a while, the shirt is no longer shining and the glow and radiance it once had disappears. Why? Because it is subject to nature and the corruption in nature. And I know you two are no longer excited wearing it after a while. After a while, you want another shirt. My fourth scenario, dinner rice. I call it dinner rice. Rice is one of the is one of Nigeria's staple food. Your party is actually not complete without rice, especially especially jollof rice. And we have varieties of it, from fried rice to coconut rice to jollof. You can swing it however you like it. Rice is always a delicious meal when served with probably chicken, some little salad by the side, and some hot smoky moi moi. I'm hoping you're not salivating already. However. If as a husband, every time I come back home from work, all my wife offer me is rice and chicken. Monday, dinner, rice and chicken. Tuesday, dinner, rice and chicken. Wednesday, dinner, rice and chicken. Thursday, dinner, rice and chicken. Friday, dinner, rice and chicken. Ah, come on. A day will come, I will cry out. And if I don't, I'll probably close from work on a Friday. And I would almost smell or perceive the aroma of the rice at home from my office. The repulsive aroma of rice and chicken waiting for me at home. The thought of it will push me to branch in a nearby restaurant for some hot pounded yam with some delicious ufo-weary soup. After a while, I get tired of eating the same food every day every day, every night. That is the reality. Our thirst for new phones is even unquenchable. After a while, you want another phone. After a while, you need a new shoe. After a while, you need a new pant. After a while, you need a new flat screen TV. After a while, a new change of wardrobe. A new jeans, a new job, a new car, a new phone, a new shirt, a new girlfriend, a new wife, a new husband. Okay, slow down. Our spouses haven't become things that we now change from time to time, have they? Well, no. Yes, maybe. Whichever way you look at it is the same thirst and craving we go through, material or human, male or female. 
uh, after a while may have different timelines, maybe seven days, like Gina Rice, maybe 72 days or 72 weeks, three months or three years, five years or 15 years. We all get to a point where we, what I call, see finish our spouse. We get to a point where we see finish our spouse. We get to a point where we get used to them or familiar with them and we begin to crave for some newness and freshness. It is not necessarily always about what they have done or have not done. It's just the fact that they get old and you get bored. They get dry and you get tired. When you've been with something long enough, it's expected that you become familiar with it. Reality is that you get used to it. The initial thrills and frills of it dissipate. The freshness wanes and our insatiable soul longs for another. It is natural. It is in it. It is us. So I'm going to repeat. Boredom happens to the best of us. So, why are we bored? Why do we get bored? Sometimes you feel choked. You feel choked in like you're stuck and you can't get out. A few things amongst many of the reasons why we are bored. Routine. Same old, same old. Two, you want something better. You believe you deserve better and you deserve more. Three, maybe a lack of exciting memories in your marriage. No spark. No spontaneity. Four, lack of communication. You stop talking to each other about little and silly things. Gone were those days when you talked late into the night about sweet nothings and you just giggled away time. Do you remember those days? Those days when nothing else mattered except our voice. Those days when nothing else was as important as being held in his arms. But now all your communication is about bills to be paid, family weddings to attend, in-laws to visit, school runs to make, next certification to register for. Those are your conversations right now. You've stopped playing and you know deep down within you that your life didn't used to be like this. Five, no special time outside your relationship. No opportunity to hang out with friends anymore. Where will you find the time when you're married and you're raising a child? You no longer go for events or shows because, well, you have a home to run. Six, you have become so consumed with tomorrow that you're forgetting to enjoy today. That's also a reason why you get bored. You have become so inundated with the plans for the future that you forget to live in the moment. You forget to breathe. You forget to live in the now. So, so many other reasons why we get bored. You're bored because you seek for some freshness and you can't find it in her. You long for some sparkle and you can't deliver again. You've seen and explored all that there is to him. You discover there is nothing more to discover about her. Nothing seems new anymore. And new is what you want. See, the aroma of a fresh loaf is enticing. I mean, just as the stench of a stale loaf is repelling. Your office secretary beams you a smile and your body responds. Fresh loaf. 
your boss comments your work with a firm handshake and your head spins. Fresh love. And like a flash, you ask yourself, when was the last time my husband appreciated anything I do? When was the last time my wife dressed this gorgeous? All of a sudden, love turns to apathy. Spontaneity becomes routine. All of a sudden, you can't stand him anymore. And in an awkward twist, you can't bear anymore. The same things that drew you close, the very same things have become sources of intense irritation. Boredom. See, and this thing happens to the very best of us, I repeat. Let's take a trip down Hollywood Lane. Elizabeth Taylor got married eight times. Can you beat that? Larry King, king of all talk shows, radio and television, did it eight times too. Country singer Kenny Rogers have had five. Ivana Trump was married to Donald Trump for 15 years and now she's single. She's been walked down the aisle five times. Actress Lara Turner was married eight times. Donald Trump, Nicolas Cage, Pastor Chris Okoti, sorry I had to squeeze him here. They've done it three times. Kim Kardashian is on her third. Jennifer Lopez, Drew Barrymore on their third. Halle Berry, Britney Spears, Will Smith, they are running around too. The list is endless. And these are just those that made it official. What about those that have extramarital affairs? Let's not even go there. You see, we fail to realize that the new always gets old. That is the truth. What is new today gets old tomorrow. What is new today will not be new tomorrow. So after you have the new new, what happens? So how many girlfriends are you going to have? How many wives are you going to garner? How many times do you walk down the aisle? The more reason why you feel stuck and suffocated. You wish you could get out, but you understand you can't. I mean, your faith does not permit you. Society does not encourage you. But does society know how dreary your life has become? And does faith folks realize you've not gone out on a date with your spouse in one year? Those are the things you battle with. Those are, those are the things you're dealing with. Those are the things that fueled your mind. Those are your thoughts. So you wonder, what do you do now that you are bored in this marriage? What do you do? When you are bored. So I move on to what do you really do when you are bored? Let me, let me, let me give us uh, a few background. What to do? It's taken that we fell in love. I mean, you fell in love with your spouse. It's taken that the chemistry, the attraction was there and strong at the beginning when we were dating. With, I mean, let's, I mean, noted. There was increased energy, your heart raised, just thinking about your love. You mused over her. You wanted to be with him all the time. You fell in love. This is what we call the in love state. Now, the in love state is a period we lavish each other with love and devise means of, quote and unquote, spoiling each other with gifts. There's plenty of positive emotions towards each other. And you go out of your way to care for them regardless of how inconvenient such care could be. 
I mean, cast your mind back to when you fell in love with your spouse. You were willing to sacrifice anything for your beloved. You saw everything through their eyes. You longed to stay together forever. You did stuff you couldn't even imagine you could do. Your friends wondered, wow, are you serious? You talked about them all the time. Any little gathering you're out with your friends, they are the subject of discussion. You were in love. You fell in love. That's the in love state. But the adrenaline rush of the in love state subsides. The high we had during the in love state 